Welcome into another episode of Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, the Phils lose again. They waste another momentous late home run, this one by Trey Turner. And I don't know, man. I'm losing my mind when it comes to the way this team is losing. They're still in first place in the NL wildcard series, so we'll talk about that in the standings. And can they find a way to split game four? I mean, if you can split against the Braves, you're fine. We'll get into all of this, including an interesting JT Ramuto bunting conversation on today's episode of Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for checking us out. I'm your host, Connor Thomas. You can hear me on 97.5 The Fanatic on the radio here in Philly. Watch me on NBC Sports Philadelphia on the television occasionally. Uh, Credentialed Philadelphia Phillies media member. Two years as your host, the Locked On Phillies. Rounding out two years. We're getting down near the end of the regular season. And very happy to be here with you today. I want to let you know today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. <sighs> Hopefully you paid the lowest possible price for last night's Phillies game if you went because it was not a good finish for the Philadelphia Phillies. It looked like it was going to be for a second there. The Phillies, though, they choke away another opportunity for just a magical, magical moment at Citizens Bank Park. Uh, I mean, so here's kind of how the game goes, right? Zach Wheeler and Max Freed were uh, dueling back and forth. They both looked pretty darn good early on through the first couple innings in this one. Thought maybe you're in for a pitcher's duel. The offense has been handling the series after the doubleheader. Well, maybe the pitchers are the ones who take care of business here. Nick Castellano started the scoring off with a solo home run in the bottom of the second off Max Freed. And you're like, maybe that's enough. Maybe Wheeler will blank these guys. And then top of the fourth, Matt Olson homers. And then in the fifth, all heck breaks loose. Ronald Acuna Jr., I don't know if you've heard of him. He's pretty good at baseball. Matt Olson is too. Like I can't believe Olson keeps homering. He's killing the Phillies. But um, Acuna homers, hits a two-run shot that also scores Michael Harris. It's 3-1 to one Atlanta. Marcelo Zuna homers to left center, scores Austin Riley, scores Matt Olson. It's 6-1 to one Atlanta, and you're just like, what in the world is happening right now? Okay. Well, they're just a really good team. I guess you got to wear this one. This game's over. Whatever. Bottom of the seventh. It's still 6-1. to one. Trey Turner hits an RBI single and scores Johan Ross. And you're like, okay, 6-2. to two. Nice. Uh, Phillies are going to put a little bit of fight into this. Then at the bottom of the eighth, Bryce Harper hits one into the bullpen and makes it 6-3. to three. You're like, ooh, something might be happening here. We might have a little bit of mojo, not a lot of room to work with, not a lot of runway to take off, but the Phillies are starting to score. And then – Bryson Stott follows that up with a two-run home run, scoring to Nick Castellanos, and it's 6-5. And you're like, wow, all we need is to get Bryce Harper up in the bottom of the ninth, and you can find a way to win this thing. Well, Bryce Harper did get up, but prior to him getting up, Trey Turner in the bottom of the ninth hits a home run to left center and starts off the inning with a solo shot, makes it 6-6, and you're like, wow, you got no outs now. You've already tied it up. What can you do? You got runners on first and second with no outs, and the Phillies don't scrape one across. 
They don't score with first and second and no outs in the bottom of the ninth with a chance to walk it off. A single probably would have gotten it done and just didn't didn't get anything. Jay Drew Muto strikes out. Nick Castellanos hits into a double play. And then you go to the 10th where Craig Kimbrell gives up uh, an RBI single to Rosario. Eddie Rosario singles to right. And it's 7-6 to six Atlanta. And that's how the game ends. You don't score in the bottom of the 10th. And just like that, another home run just goes by the wayside. I mean, there's a stat. Let me pull this up here because it's absolutely insane that the Phillies keep losing like this. They've hit five. It's five times that they've hit a go-ahead or game-tying home run in the eighth inning or later over the past three weeks, and they're 0-5 in all of those. It's just absolutely insane that the Phillies haven't won any of these games, like Bryce Harper against the Giants, Bryce Harper against the Angels, Bryce Harper um, earlier in the series in the doubleheader, Trey Turner last night. I I just – I don't get it. How can you keep doing this and not finding ways? And this one was not as much on the bullpen. It was on some other players on offense. Like, JT Ramuto has to find a way to get the runners over to third. Nick Castellanos has to find a way to not hit into a double play. He's become a double play machine lately. Like, find some way to not get out. I know that's much easier said than done, but I'm almost at the point, and I said it on my now last night. You can check it out on uh, YouTube or socials at LO underscore Phillies. I retweeted it from at Connor Thomas 975 on Twitter. It might have been a little bit hasty at the time being, but my immediate reaction was just stop hitting late home runs. I'm tired of it. I don't want to see you make the game close. If you're losing, just lose. If you're winning, just win. But I can't do this hit a late home run, magical moment, tie the game up, Choke it away in extra innings. It's insane that it keeps happening. Like I can't comprehend how this is such a regular thing for the Philadelphia Phillies, whether it's the bullpen, whether it's the offense not coming through in extras, whether it's whatever it is. I just It's driving me insane. And the Philadelphia Phillies fall to the Atlanta Braves. The Braves now, they have a chance to clinch the – they've already clinched the playoffs. They have a chance to clinch the division, I believe, tonight at Citizens Bank Park. Do you want them to clinch on your home field? Because I don't want them to do that. Now, here's something I will say, right? Uh, and before I uh, say this, is a game tonight, 6.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. Phillies-Braves tonight with a chance for the Braves to clinch. Here's why it's not the worst thing, right? So I don't want to watch the Braves celebrate on your field. I don't want them to have another uh, champagne celebration in your locker room. No, we're not doing that. But if they do, the sooner the Braves clinch, maybe the better for the Phillies. Like, not that they should try and lose this game or anything. But if it does come down to it, here's the silver lining if the Braves do clinch. They'll still be fighting for the top seed in the National League. But they're in pretty good uh, standing as far as that's concerned. Let me just look at the standings for the league, for the National League. They're, oh, yeah, they're six and a half up on the Dodgers. So they, the sooner they clinch that top seed, the sooner they stop playing. The longer they sit before the Phillies hopefully win the wild card, top wild card series, and move on to play them in the second round of the playoffs, the divisional series. The sooner they clinch, the longer they sit, the rustier they are. We saw it last year when they came into Philadelphia, or rather when Philly went there and then came to Philadelphia after, and they never went back to Atlanta because the Phillies took three of the first four games of that series. They beat them 3-1. The longer they sit, maybe the better. So that would be a silver lining. But you don't want them to clinch on your field. You don't want them to do it. And 
I later on in the show, we'll talk about how the Phillies could possibly bounce back. It just drives me insane to watch the Phillies hit these big home runs and not have anything to show for it in the win column. Now, as far as the Phillies in the wild card standings, because we just looked at the divisional standings, uh, they're still a game and a half up on the Cubs, who have been kind of falling apart themselves. They're not really closing the gap all that much. They're, they've cooled off heat-wise. But the Phillies are only three and a half games up on the final wild card spot. And that's the Diamondbacks. The Reds are a game back. The Giants are a game and a half back. The Marlins are a game and a half back. I mean, there's a lot of teams hanging around. The Phillies are going to have to find a way to stack some wins here or they're going to be in absolute danger of falling down to the bottom of the wild card standings. And playoffs aren't a sure thing at this point, right? Mathematically, absolutely not. Reality of baseball, absolutely not. Do I think the Phillies are a playoff team? Yes. Do I think they're a top wild card seed? Yes. But still got to take care of business. So uh, we'll talk about that later on. But coming up next segment, I want to tell you why I think people are misconstruing how bunting is in Major League Baseball right now. But I'm also going to argue in favor of the people who are mad at JT Romito not bunting last night. There's kind of a nuance to it. And I'll tell you exactly what that is coming up as we continue Locked On Phillies. First of all, I want to tell you about my friends over at Sleeper. The MLB playoffs are right around the corner, which means you are running out of time to win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy baseball with Sleeper. Baseball's never been more exciting than it is now. A lot of stars out there. I mean, the Braves are hitting home runs like crazy. The Phillies' offense is awesome. Trey Turner is back. He's going to end up hitting like 280 with almost 30 bombs, maybe 30 bombs. Like he's on an insane tear right now. Trey Turner's been so good lately. Uh, and you can just pick things, stats for these stars, like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more. You get up to a 100 times payout on Sleeper. That's an awesome payout. A lot of money you can win. You get your picks right, you can win big. It's super easy to do. It takes like two seconds to set it. You just pick your players, the uh, stat that you want to pick, over or under. Very simple. And plus, when you use promo code Locked On when you sign into Sleeper, you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms are used for details. Go ahead and check out Sleeper, my number one spot for your daily fantasy baseball needs. All right, let's talk about this J.T. Romito situation. Again, uh, Phillies-Braves, game four of the series, 6.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tonight. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcasts of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, and you'll be able to pull up everything there. But So last night, you had a situation in the bottom of the night. Trey Turner is homered. You have runners on the base on first and second. I forget who was on what base. Bottom line, you have runners on first and second and no outs. And J.T. Romito is at the plate. And a lot of people were like, why didn't JT Romito bunt? Why isn't he bunting? Why isn't he bunting? He strikes out. Castellano sits into a double play. <laughs> You're moving on to the 10th, and you end up losing the game. Bunts him over? Who knows? Maybe Castellanos, well, he wouldn't be able to hit into a double play. Maybe the positioning's different. His ball gets through. Maybe he gets out, but then uh, you have an opportunity to score later in the inning. Maybe they work around them, and they load the bases to try and set up the double play, and something crazy happens. Like, I... I don't know, but advancing the runners to second and third there is the most important thing. So why not bunt? Here's where I disagree. Should JT Romuto have bunted last night? Absolutely not. And here's why. Because JT Romuto hasn't bunted in a Major League Baseball game since 2015. That was the year after he debuted. He de- uh, debuted in 14. He hasn't bunted since 2015. It's 2023. That is, by my math, not usually that good, but I think I have this one right, Eight years ago, folks. It's been eight years since he bunted in a baseball game. Uh, I just, he doesn't. 
punt. I liken this because I talked about it on 97.5, the fanatic today. I liken this to when Ben Simmons played for the Sixers. If you know about Ben Simmons, he just refused to shoot three-pointers. And he wasn't good at shooting and anything like that. If the game was on the line for the Philadelphia 76ers and the ball's in Ben Simmons' hands, and you're down two, or you're down three, let's call it. You're down three. Wouldn't you want a three-pointer to be shot? Yes. But do I want Ben Simmons to shoot it? No, because I know he's not good enough. Give that up and find a way to get it to somebody else or whatever. Like, ideally, shoot a three-pointer in that spot, yes. But Ben Simmons, he's not going to do it because he can't do it. J.J. Romito is not going to bunt because he doesn't bunt. Uh, I don't know if that's whether or not he can or whatever, anything like that, but he just he doesn't do it. So it's unrealistic to expect that in that spot he was going to bunt. And it's unrealistic in that spot to expect that Rob Thompson was going to tell him to bunt. He knows that. He knows his player. He knows JT doesn't bunt. He knows they like just hasn't done it really ever in his major league career, not for the last eight years at least. So are you going to ask a player who never bunts, even in some big situations, to bunt in that spot? No, you're just not going to do it because the success rate is probably pretty low and – who knows if he pops it up, you could have a double play there. He pops it up, you're in the same situation anyway. So JT Romuto should not have bunted last night. Allowing him to swing the bat was the right call by the Philadelphia Phillies. Does he need to do a better job of trying to hit behind the runners? Absolutely. And not strike out, put a ball in play somewhere. Now a double play hurts you still. But unless you go third to second, you move a runner up to third base. The Phillies never got a runner to third base in that inning, so you might be in a better spot that way. Uh, I don't know how that all works out, but you get the situation to be a little bit potentially better. Maybe they don't turn two. Maybe they just get JT at first, and you have third and second and third, and a fly ball ends. Who knows what's going to happen? Maybe you get in a situation where you have uh, JT beats it. He's got speed. They throw out the runner at second. Runner gets the third. JT beats it at first, and you're first and third with one out, and a fly ball wins it. I, I don't know, but asking a player who doesn't and can't really bunt to try to do it in that spot would be the wrong call. Here's what bothers me. A major league baseball player should be able to bunt. I'm not talking about the old heads, like what your grandpa talks about, about oh, runner on first, bunt him over to second. Runner on second, bunt him over to third. Runner on third, suicide squeeze and bring him home. No. We're not doing that anymore. That's not how baseball works. I'm not debating that fact. I'm not trying to send it back to that because I'm not that much of a baseball purist or old timer or anything where I think that you should be bunting left and right. So many guys can hit the ball out of the yard now. It's not the best way to play the game anymore. But doing it often and having the ability to do it are two totally different things. I don't understand how Major League Baseball players just have lost the ability to bunt the baseball. Practice it. How much do you think bunting practice could possibly take up? 10 minutes a week even, and you go out there and just slowly get better at it? I don't know, 10 minutes a day you might be able to. These guys have busy schedules, and they have a packed training regimen, and they got to play games, and they got to do this, that, and the other thing. Bunting is very, very low effort and low impact, and it takes very little time to do it. You don't even have to go that far to pick up the balls when you do it. But I don't understand how they're not practicing it to some extent. Not saying that if they were practicing it, I'd be bunting a runner from second over to third with like Kyle Schwarber up. No, I'm not going to do that if I'm the manager of the Philadelphia Phillies. But the capability to do it is something that I think every Major League Baseball player should still have, and they just don't. 
They just don't learn how to do it anymore. They don't practice how to do it anymore. Some of these guys who are coming up now probably never really learned how to do it or got into it or anything like that. And they don't really teach in high school. These guys that come out of high school that are prep guys in college pitcher or well, not pitchers, but players are probably swinging away because you don't have pitchers coming in that are bunting or anything like that. Like, no, they don't teach it anymore because the DH is so prevalent and the keys of the game are hitting the ball out of the yard. I think that's silly. Like, I think that's the silly part of it. I think that JT Ramuto not being able to, not having done it in eight years is insane for a Major League Baseball player. I think that every Major League Baseball player should have the ability, or most Major League Baseball players should have the ability to bunt. I don't think that means that you can ask somebody who doesn't know how to bunt to bunt in that spot. That's why I wouldn't have done it with Ramuto. But it just it annoys me where the game's at right now that it's a lost art. And that's the thing, right? Look at it as an art. I'm telling you to learn how to paint. I'm not telling you to spend 24 hours of your day painting. Like, that would be insane. You're not that good of a painter. And who knows if you're good enough to make money or anything doing that. No, you have a job. You have other stuff you got to do, other focuses. But learn how to paint so that if the time comes where someone's like, hey, can you paint me a portrait of that? You're like, sure, I got you. I practiced this. It's the same thing with bunting. I don't want you to bunt every at bat. I don't want you to bunt every situation to move runners over. I just want you to know how to bunt so that if a situation arises, we're saying, off the top of my head, uh, you're playing a tough divisional rival. You just tied up the game on a home run. You have runners on first and second with no outs in the bottom of the last inning, and you need one run to tie it. Yeah, but there. That's what I want to be able to happen, and I wish they would practice it more so that they were capable of doing it, but they just don't. So that's where I stand on the old JT Romuto at bat from last night. The Castellanos thing, he's got to take more pitches and everything. Hitting into a double play just that quickly is annoying as anything, but – I don't know. He homered earlier on in the game. It is what it is. The JT at bat bothered me so much more, though, and the whole – I don't think he should have bunted, but I think he should have been able to bunt. And then if he had practiced bunting, and that was more of a thing in baseball, then there wouldn't have been a second thought about him bunting. That's where I stand on the whole thing. Coming up, we're going to jump into the uh, Game 4 preview and talk about what the Phillies can do to try and earn a split. I mean – for all the stuff that's going crazily wrong for the Phillies and all the runs they've given up and all the home runs the Braves have hit, not only have they been extra innings in both of the losses, but they won one of the games of the doubleheader, and they went away tonight from splitting this two-game series with the uh, with the Braves. We'll talk about it coming up as we wrap up today's episode of Locked on Phillies. First of all, I want to tell you about game time, all right? The playoffs are coming, folks. Red October, Phillies are in playoff position. A lot of games down the stretch that are going to matter. The Eagles are currently going on. There's some good concerts. We're about to get into fall, all right? It's going to be a fun season to go out for events and everything. Football season, college football, all that good stuff. You're going to need tickets to these events. And buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. Got killer deals on last-minute tickets. They got a best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets. Start getting hyped for all the fun you're going to have you got to check them out. I mean, there's so many easy ways to find tickets. they got, like, flash deals and stuff like that. You don't have to plan months in advance. You can just go, like, day of the game. Hey, you want to go to the Eagles game, Thursday night football against the Vikings, home opener. Sure, let's hit up game time. Figure it out. You'll get flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Plus, the game time guarantee that I told you about, well, it means you'll always get the best price. You find tickets in the same row and section for less, Game time's not only going to give you 100% of your money back. No, they're going to credit you for 110% of the difference. Plus, you get pictures of your seat before you go, you, before you buy even. 
Uh, you get tickets in a matter of seconds, just a couple of taps, and they get sent right to your phone. You don't have to root through your email. So snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Uh, again, create account and re- create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, the Phillies will take on the Braves for Game 4 of this series. 6.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tonight. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, and you'll be able to pull up everything there. Sorry if you're watching on YouTube. I think I got something sucking my teeth. It was, that was just annoying me. That's why I was, like, swiping at my mouth kind of weird there. If you're just listening, ignore it. Don't worry about that. Um before I tell you the pitching matchup exactly and what's going on there uh, in this game tonight, 39.4% chance for the Phillies to win. That's not good. Atlanta minus 165. They got a 60.6% chance, according to ESPN Analytics, to win. And here's why. Spencer Strider's on the mound for the Atlanta Braves. Christopher Sanchez on the mound for the Philadelphia Phillies. Strider is 16-5 with a 3-3 ERA in 162 innings pitched. He struck out 250 batters. That's insane. If the Phillies strike out less than eight times tonight, that'll be a good night at the ballpark. He's been so, so good. The strikeout is such a weapon for him. I don't know how you beat this guy, but you're going to have to find a way to because this series is a big one to split. Sanchez, 2-3 and three on the year with a 3-2-6 ERA. Actually, a better ERA than Strider. A 104 whip, a better whip than Strider. 80 innings pitched. 73 strikeouts, obviously those numbers don't quite equal what Spencer has put up. And uh, 13 home runs allowed in those 80 innings. Strider's given up 20. Sanchez's been good, man. He's got some good numbers, but Strider is just a monster. Here's how the lineup looks for the Phillies tonight. Kyle Schwarber's going to DH and lead off. Trey Turner's going to play shortstop that second. Bryce Harper's going to bat third and play first base. Alec Bohm's going to bat fourth and play third base. Bryce is not back in the lineup after sitting last night and then coming in and hitting a big home run. In a pinch hit appearance, he's going to bat fifth and play second. Brandon Marsh is going to bat sixth and play left. He also was out of the game last night with uh, the lefty Max Fried on the mound. Nick Castellanos is going to play right field, bat seventh. Garrett Stubbs in for JT Romito, batting eighth. JT gets a day off and day off tomorrow, too, for the Phillies. And Johan Roas is going to play center, and he is going to round it out and bat nine. I love this lineup. If it was JT in the eight-hole playing for Stubbs, I think that might be the best-looking lineup that the Philadelphia Phillies can put together. feel very good about lefty-righty, 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 righty, and then Rojas down at the end there as a right-handed batter. But I think that might be the best lineup that you can put together for the Philadelphia Phillies and Rob Thompson. We'll see if they put their best foot forward. Maybe JT for a pinch hit opportunity tonight. Maybe they'll bring him in the point. I'll tell you what, if Garrett Stubbs gets a situation like JT had last night, he's bunting. He absolutely can move runners over. He can bunt very well, so we'll see how that goes. The Atlanta lineup, Acuna playing Albies, Riley, Olsen, Ozuna, Arcia, Murphy, so Darno gets the night off. Uh, Pilar in left field, and you've got Michael Harris, the second in center. So Pilar, who's pinch hit a couple times in the series, he will go ahead and uh, play left now. So you got a little bit of a lesser lineup for the uh, Braves, but still, I mean, they're monstrous. Matt Olsen has 51 homers. Acuna's batting 333. Olsen's got 128 RBIs already. It's going to be a tough game to win. But if the Phillies can do it, it's going to really, really set the tone for what could be a big series come October in the second round in the NLDS. 
that's all for today's episode of Locked On Phillies. Thank you so much for checking us out. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that good stuff. Really appreciate you checking us out. And I'll talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked On Phillies.